All right, welcome to uh, another episode of GKNF. This is a, a unique one in, th- in that we had the idea for this um, at a barbecue, talking to Willie about let's uh, just get random people from uh, your night. So just so you know, this re- episode was recorded uh, in Monavale f- uh, for Willie's. This could be anywhere in the world, which is um, a, yeah, a benefit to raise awareness for um, you know domestic violence. It's an also, also an opportunity to raise funds for a movie that uh, Willie's producing at the moment. Yeah, it's an excellent. Exhibition. It was an art exhibition, uh, and we recorded from a storeroom. From a sweaty the, storeroom, out, yeah. the, out the back. And I'll, I will preference this in saying this is probably the most drinks you and I have had before a podcast. <laughs> yeah, probably not the best. Not it, the it, best. Uh, but the, this isn't the best stuff, but we had some cool people in there. Was, we, I think we had four or five different sort of You'll hear a couple of different guests. They come in and out in sort of like 15, 10-minute intervals. We we get to know about what they do and what they were doing at the event. Mm. Some some artists, uh, the guy running the event uh, and a f- few other things. Yeah, so I think the biggest one I got from this is it was cool talking to an artist and I love, I'm obsessed with that idea of creativity and how to get into that state. So if that's something that's up your alley, enjoy. darkest depths of space to fight crimes and talk about the subjects not many men dare to go. With faces only a blind mother could love, arms like a silverback gorilla, and more hair on their chest than something really, really hairy. Like really hairy. Prepare to be astounded and bedazzled by the wondrous voices of your two hosts, GKNF. Stand by for live broadcast. In the studio now at Monavale Movement Studio, Susie Duro, artist, has some fantastic paintings on the wall at uh, this exhibition, Insignificance. Am I right in saying that, Susie? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Dude, this is uh, this is something uh, one of our great mates, Simon Williams, is obviously promoting for his film. Mm-hmm. How did you get involved? Well, Simon told me a bit about the film and um, I saw his last film project which was just amazing and um, and it just sounded like a really really good project and um, he just asked me to come on board so I agreed. So did you make the trip to Iceland with Simon? No, regrettably not. <laughs> I really wish I had had that opportunity and I can't wait to go to Iceland so um, I think that that uh, was a little bit strange at first to um, to be trying to connect with a landscape that I haven't seen in person, but I was only seeing through Simon's photographs. Um, and yeah, it, it, it just ended up being um, this um, really lovely exercise in which I just brought my own experience of the landscape, which is more of a local Australian landscape, to the images that he already had from Iceland and uh, I think that's the beauty of being a painter, is that you can combine them. And Susie, you're, you're working with Simon on a project. Could you unpack a little bit for people listening uh, what the project is, what the theme, and how you've contributed to it? Well, he, Simon is working on a, a film project called This Could Be Anywhere in the World, and it's about um, a mother and a daughter who've escaped a domestic violence situation. And um, he... Uh, is hoping that once he makes the film that he can um, uh, bring some filmmakers from all over the world on board to make their own films um, about a similar theme but you know in their in, within their own cultures and within their own countries and um, I think he feels that um, the, we, we tend to think of, of issues like this in in really sort of um, small pockets but this mm-hmm. is an issue that affects women all over the world and so um, the idea of making it a, a global initiative is, is really beautiful so anyway I'm, I'm not involved in the film project at all but um, but your art is hanging on the wall yeah, yeah. yeah make that's that connection. what we want okay my yeah. art is hanging on the wall um, because tonight is all about raising funds in order to make that film mm-hmm. Yeah. So how long? So how many pieces have you got up there, Susie? Um, I have six pieces, and then we've done a collaboration together. So there's seven pieces. And just to break it down for people listening, um, this is raising funds for the creation of the movie. As for well. the creation of the so movie. Like and, and you've put your hand up to say, 
I'm going to contribute to yeah. this movie by sharing my passion and my skill. Yeah. So um, I, yeah, just it just sounded like an amazing project to be part of, and um, I think being like choosing to be a painter is um, rewarding in itself. But um, at the end of the day, if you have um, something that's more meaningful to work towards or that connects with the community then it just makes my job much more Susie before we make that connection to film being a painter being an artist like that's um, that's that's amazing but it's so unique you know what I mean it's such a niche thing to get into just could you tell us a little bit about how the hell did you get into that? You know what I mean? Where, where, did, where did it begin for you? Like, tell me your grassroots to Susie now. Well, I often... Um, it, it's... Now that I do what I do, I can't imagine doing anything different. Full-time? Like, this yeah, is... Yeah, I do this full-time. I mean, I, I have amazing. lots of other jobs on the side. Like, I teach and I do some design work and... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's... Yeah, there's always lots of things to... to Absolutely. ...make that up. But... Um, I, I, and I have some a lot of students, and I always tell them that I don't think I was naturally gifted as a child. I, I wasn't that child that had my sketchbook on me at all times, and um, I just came to love. I always loved art, and I, I just. No, I I worked hard at it and and ended up finding that it was something that I really enjoyed doing, mm-hmm. and um and I tried lots of other jobs and um it was it, it took a bit of courage actually to step out and do it and, and not be getting that yeah not be getting a regular pay packet and I mean. Yeah, it was a bit of courage on behalf of people who are dependent on me as well. So, as an artist, do you have a like a niche area? Are you a like a, a lens? Is there one thing you do with like a landscape artist, or are you doing portraits, or do you do the whole gamut? Um, I'm a landscape artist, and I paint in oils, um, but it's yeah, it's very hard to describe because. Um, my landscapes aren't really traditional landscapes and um, they're very atmospheric and sometimes quite abstract and so yeah. As an artist oh, this is what I want to say, how do you know when that's enough? You know your, your last um, stroke on that like, how do you know when you're not overdoing what you're doing, you know, because it'd be hard to step away and go, okay it's finished it's a completed piece. Well there's two answers to that um, one is that um like often the painting um, will take on its own personality and well what does that mean for you painting like it takes on its own personality does that mean like you can see what you're going to do or I think I think you need to have a lot of faith when you start painting that I mean because it looks horrible especially with oil painting and I, I need to I need to know that with the layers it's going to develop and the first you know couple of times I come to the canvas it really looks yeah um, it's disheartening and then but once you've painted long enough you know that it's just part of the process and that it will get there and then when it gets there you kind of you just know it just you you just know but the other the other thing I was going to say is that sometimes there's a deadline and you just have to leave it yeah I I, I had a really um, I had a really sort of looming deadline for this show and I had um, been working and, and in the studio and then I, I went away for a couple of days and I came back to the studio and I had one day to finish before I had to get the works off to the framer. And on that day, everything fell to pieces. Sorry, not, not to pieces. Everything fell into place. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, you just Having kind of feel like there's some kind of... probably be a good thing for you as well. Well, yeah, absolutely. And I, and I do feel like you, you just, you become more open to, and I really do believe there's a lot of spirituality in painting and... Mm-hmm. and yeah, those, those painting gods were with me on that last day. So, I want to ask you about that. So you talk about spirituality, right? So there's this uh, preconceived idea that an artist is a free-flowing, um, you know, someone who can tap into um, 
not, not just uh, words, but tap into, uh, I know there's this little motor that kind of drives you inside. Is that a fair assumption? Like, what what is it that makes you motivated to get up and not watch um, uh, House Rules right. <laughs> and, and go in and spend time uh, creating? What What is that for you? Oh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's like a biological drive. You, yeah, you have to do it. Um, but the, all the artists that I know work really hard. Like, I think that that whole idea that an artist is this freewheeling kind of, you know... Oh, yeah, lazy hipster. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah it just, that you, you can't... It, it's very hard to get anywhere with that... Um, without working hard but yeah we love what we do so we work how long would you spend on a piece sort of where it varies obviously and like for tonight like um, uh, some of the canvases that are on the wall like what are the dimensions of that Um, 60 by 50 for the all the mm-hmm. uh, the six, inches, uh, centimeters. Sorry, and um, <laughs> the larger one is sixty by eighty. Um, so yeah, it uh, it really varies, and I I never work on one painting at once, so I always work in a series. So that's something that would confuse me going from one feeling I imagine in a painting to the next painting well, and finding uh, that. Like often it's the same feeling. So often I work on paintings like several paintings at once, but they have a, a conversation okay. with each so other. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Do you have this thing about when you paint, right? Being in the zone, you know. You spoke about yeah. how you, you know, you know exactly what to do. It's like you, it's, yeah. it just takes over, right? So it's like you're doing it without controlling it. Like you already see it. Is that is that a real thing for you? Um, yeah, yeah. And um, but uh, you can't wait for that. Like you have to work, and sometimes it's there, and sometimes it's not, and you just still have to get up and be present at work and and do yeah paint. Where can people find your work, Susie? Because um, you've got a you've got a bunch of people that are looking at your paintings out there that we want you to get back out to. Where can people find your work? Uh, well, I have a website, susieduro.com, and it's S-U-S-I-E-D-U-R-E-A-U.com. Um, works, the works aren't for sale on that site, though, but um, generally um, on the site there will be information about what exhibitions I have coming mm-hmm. up and, yeah. And where they can buy your work. Yeah. So if someone tonight went, I love that piece, is it a matter of coming up to you and going, Susie, this is how much I'm willing to pay it for that piece? And you say, $50,000. <laughs> yes. Sold. Sold. Done. <laughs> hey, Just Susie, before we, we move on, I've got to ask this question for my uh, niece, my goddaughter. She's right into arts. She's right into creative arts. She's, you know, seven, it's an uh, eight-year-old uh, girl who's... Um, you know, growing up, she knew every colour. She knew, you know, teal and aqua. You know, like she's right into it. What advice could you give to a child who has that kind of in- inclination? Maybe hasn't even identified what it is inside them yet, but you know, wants to dabble in that. What's some advice that you could give to someone who wants to pursue what you do? I think just keep at it. Um, but something I tell my students all the time is that in art, there are no rules. I think kids, especially when they get to like eight, nine, ten, um, they like children younger than that. They just play. They play and they draw and they love paint and they love the kind of physicality of, of creating. And they're probably not after approval from other right. people. Right. And then at that age, sometimes kids just lose it because they're going through so much with pre-puberty and blah blah whatever, and they um, start to become really self-conscious. Yeah. Um, and they start to be really concerned about there being some kind of special way that they should be doing things. The, the formula. Yeah, but there is no formula, and they just have to keep doing things the way that they feel is right, and, yeah, I, I think, yeah, if, if you're passionate, then, yeah, you can achieve anything. So I want to ask you again, is there, when Susie's in the zone, you mentioned that you've got a couple of paintings that you're, you know, you're, you're working on at the moment. Is the reason for that because... Do you, know, you you might start working on one and you think, uh, you know that that inner Susie saying, uh, no, we've we've lost the motivation. Let's go 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 to here, go to this one, and and what what am I feeling here? Or you know, is that is that a part of it to to keep fuel, fueling this thing that you feel when when you're in the zone? Um, yeah. Uh, well, actually, that's there's a technical reason, and that's that oil paint needs to dry in between. Oh. So. Um, 
But, uh, so yeah, there's only a certain amount I can do on a painting in one sitting. But um, it's very, it, it works really well for the creative process because walking away from a painting and coming back to it a couple of days later is, mm-hmm. is yeah, it's really helpful. Susie, thank you so much for stopping in. Oh, sorry, I'm going to be so a massive hot. pain in the ass, Jodie. You're, like, you're, 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 you're the mature age student that keeps asking questions at the lecture when everyone sorry. wants to just go for lunch. I'm, I'm that guy, I'm that guy. But I want to make more and more connection for people listening about someone's uh, movie called This Could Be Anywhere in the World, right? So you've got um, pictures hanging up on the wall, and you, you're talking about uh, this line that runs through them. Oh, yeah. Like, like, I just want people to hear like what an artist like uh, um, can interpret like this line. You know, people see a line right how does the artist who's actually created explain that for people well the lines are actually cracks they're cracks in ceramics that I've looked at broken ceramics and used those patterns and put them into my paintings and there's this um, art practice in Japan called Kintsukuroi um what does that mean? <laughs> and it's um, where um, the Japanese um, repair broken ceramics with gold because um, because ceramics is porous, it doesn't you can't glue it together. Um, but gold and and you can't refire it, so it wouldn't be watertight anyway. So but gold will fuse it, and so they have this philosophical. Um, a component of that and that is that um, an object might be more beautiful after it's been broken um, and that's I think crazy. that fit really beautifully with the theme of, of all that Simon's doing and, and he's particularly interested in looking at women and children um, after they've left a domestic violence yeah, domestic situation vi- yeah. and so when they have those scars and how they can rebuild their lives and make something beautiful out of it it's beautiful. That's, Dude, uh, that's, that's, so, that's beautiful. Dude, that's thank amazing. you so much for just taking a bit of time out from the no night problem. and coming and chatting. Thank you. Thank you, Susie. Thank you. Susie, nice you're to meet you guys. Okay, and for our second guest tonight, we've got young Ziggy. Ziggy, hey, how's um, it going? Dude, Dude, welcome. Thanks. Friggin' welcome, GKNF. Dude, Man, you've been it's working good to be the, here. You've been working the door. I at, have been uh, sending people away to get cash. People don't have cash anymore. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's a, a, a cardless society, isn't <laughs> I it? I know. It's, it's, it's well and truly it's a cardless society. Uh, dude, but, so... You are you. We got you on because you're you're a punter at this. I game, am a you punter. Know? Yeah. You, you have been working the door. You've been putting the hard yards in. So can, what what are we up to? What are you what are you reckon donations? I think we to? got a bit over a hundred people through the door. Fuck yeah, that's nice. Yeah, and then all the lockers sold out as well. So it's been a good night. And can you let people listening know the locker, the whole concept of the lockers? Yeah. So I'm pretty sure Simon got a lot of sponsors in. And then every sponsor put up a few different prizes. And then every locker, we've got about 20 lockers here because it's a yoga studio. People come in, mm-hmm. put their stuff in the locker and then go practice. And so then Simon put a few different prizes in the locker. There was a lucky dip, $20 per entry. So if you get the Pick key? You get the key, you get the key. You turn the locker, you get the prize inside. Sick. Yeah, it's good stuff. So, it's is it, are you involved in the studio itself? Uh, I come here and practice. Yeah, you I do practice yoga? yoga. I do yeah. yoga, yeah. And uh, just part of the community, I guess. So, you're a Northern Beaches boy? I am. Mm-hmm. Through and through, don't hold it against me. <laughs> but, but talking about the community, there was an overwhelming sense of community um, when Susie uh, and Simon uh, spoke tonight. Like, yeah, definitely. Did, like, as a, as a punter coming here, Share share the experience for people listening. Yeah, yeah, like, it know, was, and it's talking about a really serious, you know, issue. No, no, it's it's the kind of thing, it's the kind of thing you don't really hear about until someone tells you about it. I think that was one of the most powerful things, but mm-hmm. it's something that could impact whoever is listening today. Mm-hmm. Like, you might not be aware of it, but there's probably someone you know that's impacted by. Domestic, yeah, domestic violence. violence. Domestic something violence, something yeah. like this is bringing that to the forefront, so it's not behind closed doors. You know, you're giving people the uh, the voice to speak. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. So, yeah, yeah, that platform, and, and like even as men sitting here in this room, like we've just met Ziggy, and you're talking about this this thing that uh, happens behind closed doors. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's um, it's a and 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 also hearing there was a woman, and I'm so sorry, I've forgotten her name, but she spoke. She's from the Mary House, mm-hmm. so they run an organisation where. Uh, if women are experiencing that, they can go uh, seek refuge with her. Mm. Like, as a punter, as someone just listening, like, ha- what was that experience for you? And hearing hearing the statistics about 
Yeah, women who are going through this. It's kind of absolute, frightening, isn't it? Yeah. It's frightening. I think it's just something that everyone should be aware of, that you really should be able to make a difference of if, if you knew it was... If you knew it was happening, but you just you get caught up in the day to day, don't you? I mean, mm-hmm. I work in the city. I, I I get the L90 commute. every day. I commute every day. My days are like fourteen it's just hours. Just a grind, isn't it? You get in the grind and, and you, you, you grind. close off. You get the blinkers on and you, you close yeah, off. Yeah, and there's these initiatives like this are so important, but you just you just get yourself dragged down. You just don't, and that's why it's so important to have events like this that open you up to it again mm-hmm. for so sure. do you practice yoga you're saying you, I do you, so this is your studio this yoga is my studio, studio yeah. what a movement man it's so a great studio what sort, what sort of yoga <laughs> what sort of yoga what, what do they do so like, they do vinyasa a, flow mm-hmm. vinyasa flow and yeah. what's what's vinyasa flow's philosophy um, I think it's all about connecting movement with breath and then eventually it just becomes moving meditation so vinyasa it's more of a dynamic flow so you're moving a lot throughout the whole practice mm-hmm. there's a few different variations of yoga but this one's probably more of a athletic energetic practice I'd say because of the yoga that I think a lot of people know about are like uh, the kundalini which is that uh, kundalini is it that is that like you can holding nearly, a pose is well, it you for can a really ne- long time yeah. <laughs> and you can nearly reach that uh, state of uh, like a like a psychedelic state through yeah, that kind yeah. of yeah. yeah yeah I know what you mean and you can you can get it through vinyasa it's just you really need to be able to focus in I think the biggest thing for me is connecting the movement to the breath because when all of a sudden you're moving and you're not bre- and you and you're connecting the breath with your movement then you're not thinking about anything else it's just the next pose that you're moving into and that's where the real I think that's where the meditation that's where the the insight comes from Ziggy leading something like yoga what what do you feel are the flow on effects into your life so we we um we spoke recently about you know even getting here it took two hours we sat in traffic mm, where'd you, uh, where'd you come from oh uh, we come from western city yeah, yeah we come from western sydney nice but you know what i mean it's like um this constant tension and 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 jordy was saying you complain the whole way far <laughs> you know what i mean like it gets to you doesn't it yeah mm. so w- it's not nice why yoga what what do you get out of it I think it takes that time out of your day. So you can spend so much time, you know, just in the grind, just working for the man, and then all of a sudden you're in a room with a bunch of other people doing the same thing, and that's all you're doing for that entire hour. You just, so you switch off you switch from the off, world. You switch off, and it's just, it's just you and the mat and a few poses that you cut. Like it's, How hard it's work great. is yoga? Like it's, is it hard work? Like if you do do a yoga session come out, like that's a workout, you know, oh, like yeah. holding those poses oh, and yeah. doing that. Yeah, yeah. And like you're feeling muscles that you're not probably normally using. Yeah, it's an entire body workout. That's yeah. why I love it. And it's totally, I forgot the word, but it's all of your own body weight. So when you go Plyometric. to the... Uh, calisthenics. Okay. Calisthenics. There you go. We've got yeah. podcasters here. They know the words. <laughs> <laughs> Normal, normally we say a word Thanks, and Google. just go fact check. I swear to God there's no computer in front of us right now. That's top of the day right <laughs> Yeah. No, it's, it's good because you don't... You're not going to the gym and you're not lifting weights. You're not doing it for your physical um, appearance. You're doing it more for your mindset and just for general health. And I think that's a great thing about yoga. So yoga bridges the gap between the physical and, and the, the mental. mental. Absolutely, absolutely. Like you, it's it's purely just. I think that I'm not really articulating the importance of breath, but breath is everything when you think about it. Like if you can connect your breath to the movement, then everything everything just goes quiet. So, dude, what's going back to this whole Sick. exhibition? What's your con- what's your connection to Willie and all these guys? Like, do you are you great friends with Simo or? Like, yeah. So, um, so my partner Tash, she runs Conscious Creative, and so she started the whole initiative just to uh, to give back to local artists and local musicians because they find that it's it's tend to be quite hard to uh, to make money as a musician or an artist. You tend to do a lot of things for free. Um, so she just decided to start a platform for people to give back, whether that's to charity or whether it's to them. Mm-hmm. And their whole thing is they don't take that huge percentage; it's the artist thing. It's the artist, and too. they're basically just covering costs for the venue exactly. for the night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's that's, purely just yeah. to put it on so artists have a platform to to showcase their stuff. So the Conscious Creative is uh, like an organisation that gives artists a platform to pursue the art but also um, reap the, uh, the the benefits uh, financially right exactly exactly that that's the whole 
whole mission behind the whole thing. What what, what happened before an organisation like the Conscious Creative? Like what what t- what was going on? Yeah, what would, to, what would tonight happened? look like? Yeah, tonight would look like. Well, I guess if it's an it's a art event, artists would have slaved for six months creating a creating a um, exhibition of their their heart and soul. Uh, normally working full time on the side mm-hmm. to then put their arts work and then hopefully have it sold. Mm-hmm. But lots of the time that doesn't happen. Lots of the time there's this idea that it's exposure, like it's good to have yeah. your eyes out there, it's good to have mm-hmm. people see it. Yeah. But generally, you're rarely going to have that punter that comes in and goes, $50,000. I'll happily buy that. Yeah. But we had, did you see the, the major artwork was sold tonight? No, we'd, so that was one of Susie's. We're Susie, recording. Oh, yeah. Susie's, and, uh, Susie's and Simon's, they had yeah. a, a joint piece. So Simon took a photo in Iceland, magnificent photo, like two horses, it's just beautiful. And you can really feel the uh, the texture and the landscape. And then all of a sudden, Susie's done this this art bit, bit of artwork that just really pulls out the feeling of being in yeah. Iceland. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And it's sold tonight. And, and it's, it's sold. And yeah, both of them, they, they're a joint piece. Sorry. And it's sold. We just had a chat with Susie. And, like, and, and even unpacking, like, what drives an individual like that? You know, we're talking about the, the, the passion, the talking about that, that thing that makes you go you know what I'm not going to go tonight I'll, I'll, I'll paint or I'll, you know I'm going to pursue this uh, passion and it's so good to hear that people can pursue that mm. and and have a win like tonight but not just a win for, for amazing a cause, cause. Yeah, yeah. yeah and there's it's people like, like you a triple win yeah. 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 people yeah. like you have been the conduit to do that man yeah. Ziggy it's awesome you're on the door you're a punter tonight the you're on all around the <laughs> yeah. and the best part for listeners best part for listeners we walked into this room we walked past Ziggy hey dude um, you can't go to a podcast Ziggy goes absolutely yeah. <laughs> I've been waiting my whole life for this <laughs> I was like I thought you'd never ask <laughs> Ziggy thanks so much for no, coming in we you get out of this sweat box we've spoken about it so much but this is this is the what's the yoga that is super hot it's a Bikram yoga Bikram this is the equivalent of Bikram from yoga. Yeah, minus all the clutter. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Ziggy, thanks Cheers, so much, Ziggy. Anyways, Thanks, guys. Jamie, Paul, thank you for coming into GKNF out at the Insignificance. What is? What will we call it? Exhibition, exhibition of greatness. I would say Epic the powerful exhibition. The powerful exhibition. Proportions. What do you mean by that? Well. The whole thing about insignificance is that he felt insignificance being in Iceland. So then, of epic proportions is kind of the same thing as insignificance. Yes, yeah. but uh, different. But uh, like an oxymoron of that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is like girly man, Jamie. As an artist, so you work with Susie. So pe- yes. for people listening, we ha- we had uh, listened to Susie, and we asked her a lot of questions about artistry. Yeah. Can you just share a little bit about your journey to where you are now as an artist? Okay. Um, well, I grew up in New Zealand, um, and I moved to Sydney when I was fifteen with my family. So my whole family moved, migrated, and I have always painted, even when I was a kid. Um, so it's something I've always done. I've always been that kid in art. So you always felt it, like had yeah, this tendency. Did it because I had to. I'm nah, one of that. one of those crazy kids that didn't really get the maths or the English and can't really string my words together. But I know <laughs> how to hold a pencil. Content. Yeah, yep. yeah. I like making things and that you can take a pencil or a paintbrush or whatever, and then all of a sudden it exists and it didn't five minutes ago. Yeah, so what is, you, what's your art, what is your art? Are you a painter, photographer? So I work mainly in watercolour, um, and I paint animal portraits in black and white. Brilliant. Animal portraits, so live animal portraits. Uh, no, I work from photographic reference because they do take me many, many hours. And they so probably move Unless I did taxidermy. Taxidermy and they don't move that way, do they? No, mm. no, they look dead. So when you say uh, water, watercolour, right? Watercolour, yeah. Um, Susie said she does um, oil, oil-based. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What the hell is the difference? I know, I know what water and oil is, but what the hell does that mean for the final product for you? You know when... Wait, are you asking about the actual, like, what's the difference between oil and watercolour? Yeah. Color? Yeah. Okay. So, so you know when you're cooking pasta, yeah, and you put oil in your pasta in your boiling pot of water, and it doesn't mix to, through to, to stop mm-hmm. it from clogging together. Yeah. Right? So oil paints use an oil base, therefore they take ages to dry. They're more um, translucent. Mm-hmm. They're That's more bright. Yep. They're. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they work in all those different types of mediums with completely different it's it's like chalk and cheese they don't they don't mix Okay. So I work in watercolour where it's I use water as my basis and it kind of mixes through. And Does that make your finishing time of a piece quicker? I can pick up a paintbrush and paint it and then walk away for five minutes or five hours and come back and mm. pick it straight up straight away. Whereas Susie, she has to set aside hours of... She's got to clean her brushes and this and that. that and yeah, that's what thing, she, And I'm like, la, 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 la. Because Susie's talking about, you know, she'll have three going because one's got to dry and you, you work on the other. Yeah. yeah. But why water? Like, how, how does someone who creates art, why did you say, I'm going to focus on water? Is it like a, is it a, a niche thing you want to say, establish yourself as an artist, I'm going to be mm-hmm. water? I, or, it happened organically. So I went travelling. So my style came about after a year of travelling and I came back to the studio that I was learning to... I was sort of almost an artist in apprentice. Um, and then I became an art teacher in that same studio. So I was very nice. much mentored, hands-on, this is how you do it, let me take your paintbrush. Mm-hmm. And I'd come back and I'd been living in Canada for four months and there was an art exhibition called 4040 and I just decided to paint four animals from Canada in 40 centimetre, 40 centimetre squared and I just decided to pick up the watercolour and just try it and I found my thing and it was like that and it was a switch. Do artists switch between wow. mediums? Like yes. does a charcoal artist yeah. do water and vice I versa? do everything. I don't do much oils because it is almost like a whole Is it a different thing way of doing things? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's like stages. There's fat over lean which is like the term between using the mediums and then the oil paints and then the terps and the whole old masters had to do it in stages because if uh, fat, fat over lean <laughs> <laughs> sorry for any artists listening what was it <laughs> fat over lean is that what is that it's an artist term oil painters will know what it is because for someone who's an artist right <laughs> yeah. if you you know you've got those famous um artists like you know michelangelo right yeah they use the exact same tools yes that you're using now right uh, yeah, well, I mean, even in Susie's case, she went and did a course and learnt to do exactly what they used to do. She even learnt how to make her own gesso, her own canvas to do all these different, you know, you can go and you can learn exactly how they used to do it. Whereas me, I kind of, wow. I sort of feel like I cheat a little bit because it's so easy for me to set up. I just have my little plate and my one paintbrush <laughs> and my one little palette. So how does it start, like... Uh, like an electrician goes through an apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. You were saying before you have a mentor. Yeah, yeah. Do they guide Many. you through mm-hmm. just what they've what they've stuffed up before, so you don't make the same mistakes. Yeah, is you that know, what it is? there's good there's good mediums and varnishes to use or hand techniques. What's a varnish? So a varnish, uh, I varnish my work so that someone could spill red wine so on it, and then you, know, you can the, clean a it up. Clear oh, finish yeah, yeah. over the top, yeah, is it basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Especially so, since I work in watercolor, that it. So, what sort of animals do you paint? Do you paint all all animals? Do you are you got a like an affliction to Africa? I haven't done. I've done one African animal. I did a giraffe recently, but more so my animals and my my subject matter that I choose is I, I call it art for purpose. So, animals that need some type of awareness, endangered mm-hmm. animals. Um, so you're connecting what you do with with purpose. Needs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and with Ex- tonight same, as well. Yeah. So that's why it's very much on that same wavelength of... So break that down, like, uh, so you're, if you're painting, like, a, a dog, for example, mm-hmm. it's been abused and through that, would that be in bringing awareness to that? Yeah. Is that what you, yeah? Yeah, so if, you know, there's, say, uh, a news story or someone, and I do a lot of commissions as well, so if a family might come to me and they said, oh, our dog just passed away, I often will... Wow. They'll, I do a lot of commissions like that. So, yeah, it, it, mm. some days it might there'll be something that just grabs me and I oh, I've got to I've got to paint that and I've got the time then yeah can I ask you about um, when you are when you when you feel it you're mm-hmm. in the zone yeah you're creating something yeah um, do you already see it do you like switch off you're not even thinking are you just like you're creating a flow state that yeah like uh, you just you know exactly what's happening yeah like, so sometimes when I'm painting it's a struggle and then other times it's it just comes to me and then that it takes on the life of its own and then the reference doesn't even matter anymore and it's just what do you mean by reference is it painting itself i i don't paint from my imagination i paint from photographic references so oh, yeah, 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 yeah. photographs of the animal or yeah. um of 
my own photograph that I've taken and then going to do a painting of that or um, what other situations is your drive for painting from just a passion for the art yeah like what makes you get up in the morning and go okay I'm going to paint I'm going to get on it's mm-hmm. like it's like people who really need to go to the gym. They, their body mm-hmm. kind of goes. Like, I get really antsy, and I actually feel myself getting a bit like stressed and kind of. If you haven't painted, yeah. So, so yeah. if you go on holidays, do you go? I need to get back in the I studio. I take I take my pencils. I take my paints. I take. Wow. I'm a person who takes a kit on the plane, and then I have my spread. So will you paint seven days a week, or do seven days a week? Recently, I've been for the last two and a half months. I've been painting seven days a week other than my part-time job uh, in the lead-up to my solo exhibition, which was Saturday last week. Um, and now I'm going to slow down a little bit, but obviously, you know, there's always something and there's lots of things that I really want to do. I wanted to ask you about the tension between being an artist, yep. creating your art, and trying to get some monetary uh, supplement for that. Mm-hmm. What, what's that like for someone? Like, do you, when you paint, are you like... Oh, I want someone to purchase this, or are you like, um, how do you divide between that passion you talk about yeah. as to uh, justifying the means? I think that if you paint with the need to make money from it, it doesn't have that same kind of organic flow, and it also adds the stress. And sometimes people find that when they're doing commissions as well, you've got to please somebody yeah. else. There's a, mm-hmm. an end goal. Um, I've always had part-time jobs and you've got to have that added security so that you can actually feel a little bit safe and free like it's your it's your own thing that makes you feel happy but then when it becomes that your own and in, in, in way to make money it, it it's a stressful Takes thing if it doesn't because it doesn't always come like yeah. I go months without selling a painting and then I might sell a couple in a couple of weeks and you just take the you take it and you hold on to that and you make it last so mm-hmm. I'm very good with my money. Wow. What's it mean for an artist, for the people running tonight's show, what yep. they do for so art? What's that mean for an artist? For what was the name of uh, the guys running tonight? Simon. We just had Ziggy on oh, before. Ziggy. Uh, oh, the, the organisation. Oh, that's, the uh, Conscious Collective. Conscious Collective. What's that yeah. mean for an artist who seems to be pumping so much back to you guys? Oh, well, you, you don't... Oh, we're, and they're artists in themselves. We're all artists in ourselves. And I think we do it for each other... And you do it not because you don't do it to make money. It doesn't. That's not what your goal is. You do it because it's you love it, and not everyone's going to hand that to you. So you have mm-hmm. to make your own opportunities, and you have to make it for yourself. Like I've made exhibitions that I've organised, and you don't make any money of it, but you spend 120 hours for months slaving over that per week. Yeah, yeah. and. It, but you just feel proud and then you know one day there might be some recognition that's financial but it's not what drives you and I think that's what the most important part about it is it's organic and it's people then connect with it because we don't do it to make money we do Mm -hmm. it because we have to what if someone wanted to purchase some of your art where could we find it what socials connect people with what you do Um, so I have my Instagram which is just my name Jamie Paul but it's spelled weird it's J-A-I-M-E-E Paul, mm-hmm. like the dude's name. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> Never trust a person with two names. I actually have two three. Names, yeah. So Jamie Paul, Instagram. Jamie Paul on Instagram. Um, I'm part of a collective that's been around for about six months now called Sydney Road Gallery, and it's a 13, which is Susie's also a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are, it's a self-run gallery, and that is, again, artists doing it for ourselves but for each other. So we've formed it, and we're taking all our skills that we've all learnt and over the years. There's some people that have been doing it for years. Mm-hmm. There's myself that's been doing it for years, but I'm still quite young. Um, so there's a co-op someone, out there. It's co-op. a co-op. Yeah, I love yeah. how you said collective. Yeah. Like it's this community of people, like-minded, like-minded. people. Yeah. yeah. And you tap into it. Yeah. Just quickly before we wrap this up, you know you said you had a mentor. Yes. Did you meet that mentor through that collective? Is that... No, that mentor... Well, I've had many over the years and, and the people I work with now, they're still my friends and they are my mentors as well. But um, my mum was my mentors. My grandmothers were both artists and then I came to Australia and I was in a gallery and then now they are my friends and then I end mm-hmm. up teaching with them and then teaching uh, students and then giving my input into other kids um, and adults and then you know meeting other people just at the markets and now I'm part of this great non-for-profit where we are an artist studio yeah. and we're creating a studio for people to come and work and do their thing and 
for no financial gain, but that we want to do our work and we need a big space and we want a cool space, so we want people to come and join us. So that's, it's that's a lot of background the, yeah, work. That's one of the best things I've learned for tonight. The community is so tight oh, and massively. supportive, yeah. very massively. supportive, which is like great to see. Yeah. You know? yeah. Unreal. And, and, and actually, people aren't a part of the community, like just walking out, like this welcoming vibe, yeah. like, you know, it's, it's you really feel it. Yeah. Yeah, no, Sorry, I was, was going to say, so the, the, that community is the reason why I'm here tonight and the reason why I know Simon is through my one of my mentors who taught me from when I was 15 years old who I ended up teaching next to. She introduced me to him. They met at a wedding and she just put us in touch because we're both creatives and artists and do what we do. So just like that. And now we're here tonight. Now then he met Susie and uh, it's, it's just, we're, it's, it's all interconnected. Uh, Jamie Paul, thank Jamie you so Paul. much thank for you. coming and having a chat, dude. Thank you. GK no, now. Loved having you in. Cheers, Jamie. Thank Thanks, you. Dude. The man, the myth, the man of the hour, Simon Williams. Thank you for having us at this exhibition. Insignificance, dude. It's been an unreal night, dude. Yeah, it's, it's, it has. It's been a. Um, it's been exciting for me. Did uh, the support the community is showing for this is that's probably one of the. Uh, the biggest takeaways for me, like the support from the artists and the local community, has been unreal. Yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> the. I think the community as as a whole down here gets behind art. I think that's a cool thing. I think you've got a bit like anything. I think you've got to find your niche and you've got to find your little pockets. But I think the the major thing they get behind is 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 energy, positive energy, and I think they get behind a good cause. Um, and then once you put your stuff on the wall, it's really up to them, you know, whether they like it or not. But I think the the, the big the big draw cards are, as I said, are, are the are the um, as I said, the, the people involved. Um, Susie's been fantastic. Uh, you guys just spoke to Jamie, um, so they're the kind of people that bring people in. Um, and the art itself is ridiculously good, man. Like. It's re- the paintings and photos are really freaking great, you know. Yeah, I was I was honoured to be able to. I mean, as I said when I chatted to Susie about the the project originally, uh, she said uh, we were sitting out having a coffee, and, and I remember the the cause <clears throat> is what really drew in, drew her into the the night. Um, I mean, we were all so passionate about making making a difference in that space. The film same sort of thing you know she was just all about that and then because uh, I fell in love with her work through Jamie who you just spoke to uh, months and months before that and I was just looking for something to do with her uh, and then when this thing popped up uh, there was an opportunity to work with her and um, luckily for me she said yes and Did the awareness to DV man has been huge for tonight really you know mm. what I mean like people don't talk about that stuff it's been massive. And and for people listening, right, let's put it back in perspective, right? We had a podcast with Willie, number seven. And do you remember during that podcast he said, I've got my next movie, this is what I'm going to do it about. I'm going to do uh, an art show to raise funds because you want to give before you take. Well, how, how about this uh, efficacy you have? Like, you've done it. We're here. Like, literally... <laughs> <laughs> recording from it, dude. Yeah. Like I and I watched you um, speak, you know, to a room of over a hundred people, and I was proud as punch. Like, uh, do do you remember? You know, we used to travel together in music, and and and, and like I, I was sitting back watching you do your thing, like thinking. Who would have thought? Here is this guy <laughs> on Commonwealth Bank ads. <laughs> here is this guy. He, we thought he was going to be a cricket player, <laughs> but you know, what? so like, right. it, we're so proud to watch you. It's like it's amazing. Have you taken a step back and seen like, what what tonight's about? Uh, definitely. Um, I, I learned a little bit from you guys, to be honest. The Music Boys, to because so often you come off stage and like you're like shit. That happened quick. Question everything. Yeah, question everything. Um, the lead up was just all folk, you know. As I said, there was focused, and, and then the, the the best part of it, which is the gig, forty five minutes set done, and you're like, it just went over, and always in the blink of an eye. It's like your wedding day, isn't it? Like you're playing for years right. and years yeah. and years, and then it's soon. gone yeah. soon, <laughs> soon, all oh, right. So the movie, this could Burst be on anywhere. Your proposal. <laughs> <laughs> so the movie, this could be anywhere in the world, and um, you had three, you had Susie speak. She was awesome, and we, we've already uh, spoken to Susie, but you had a woman from the Mary House. Yep. What, what was her name again? Uh, uh, Gillian? Yep. Gillian. Gillian. Like, uh, 
you know, you, you talk about people out there making a difference and really, mm. you know, living it, living it, not just talking about it, living it. Like she was amazing. Like what she bought. She's a, yeah, that's right. She's a volunteer. Um, so I contacted those guys and they were uh, keen as beans to, to get someone out here. And, and they said, oh, they called me and said, Gillian is, is going to come out and talk. And Gillian was nervous. She hasn't, that's her first talk she's ever done. Well, she had an she had uh, operation. What did she say? Eye oh, operations, both yeah. of them. Operate, both eyes. Both eyes. <laughs> and she read it. Reading a speech. Reading a speech. And she started, she got to certain parts of the speech. And God love her, you know, she got emotional, like talking about what she does every day to serve other people. Man, and the thing that got me about that was that she got emotional on the happy bits, not the sad bits. Yeah, she got emotional on the bits, which means it's work, you know. And you can, and you can tell the kind of person that wants to, you know, you get in there and you want to, you want to fix somebody. But she literally gets in there and feels the feels. She gets, she understands the shit parts of what's going on, and then she helps as much. She gives everything, and then all of a sudden to see this. This stomped on flower re flourish in this soil and then, you know, go and re, you know, basically reclaim a life. Because mm-hmm. the other option of that is, or there's, there's two options. It's either you, you stay in an abusive hose, house or you're dead. Like, mm-hmm. yep. and just these places like Mary's house that do these things, um, like, for me, it just it baffles me how. They're, they're, they need funding. It baffles me how that the society or mm. the government or, or big business who are yeah. earning millions of dollars and they go, that's a great idea. There's got to be someone in the middle of the Commonwealth Bank who goes, that's a great idea. Let's put $140 million into that mm-hmm. instead of us here raising... You touch on it in your speech. Not saying, Commonwealth Bank, you touch, by the way. You touch <laughs> the, <laughs> there's you, no affiliation with You William touched Commonwealth on it and said, who knows about Maryvale House? No one, like, and that's just something that should be known. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not one person mm, put their hand up. Which, mm. which again, I, I kind of knew was coming, but at the same time, was was a very, um, I guess, a dramatic way of doing it. But because without without knowledge, without you, like you've said a hundred times, you don't know what you don't know. So mm-hmm. as soon as we can raise some awareness for for places like this, that we like, oh shit, there's places out there that do that now. Well, now a hundred people know about it. Those hundred people tell three people each. Like you're up to like three thousand people really quick. You know? And, and uh, I know there's four or five people out there that want to go and contact Mary's house. How do I help? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And as I said, we're a small part of Monabal. We've some Northern Beaches community, but. You know, the more of this, I guess we kind of do, the opportunities are going to come for... And the support that's required, but as I said, it just baffles me that mm-hmm. that they need us to do... Um, they need us to do that kind of... A, raise that kind of awareness and money and capital when there's so many other things that get funded that... What's that next for the film, Willie, after tonight? What's next for the film itself? Yeah, yeah, the film... Um, so we're going into, going into post, which is so we've shot the film. Oh, it's already shot. Yeah, I've, so we well done. Yeah, I put a whole bunch of my own money into it, which is again, you know, this is what tonight's all about: is putting the you know raising some some funds and awareness for the film. So anything that comes out of tonight, um, we'll go back into sort of refunding that and going into post as well. So I, the post production process is probably as important as the production process. And is it the longest process of the film as well? Can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Depending on your team, um, got some good guys working on that. Um, and, and when you say post, you're talking about the ed- you've got the raw film. Yeah. Now we're putting this thing together. We're going to get the audio. We're going to edit, chop the scenes. <clears> like <throat> when when that's taking place. Like um, you sit in the editing suite. Are you a part of that you say yeah some do some don't I love to do that you know because as I said it's kind of like you want to see the vision but you got to trust your editor um Nighty's the same you know we I heard Nighty talk about the same thing you James got, Nightingale for people listening who's on a previous episode and George will find that and let you know soon <laughs> he um you, you you've got to trust your editor to be a storyteller and through Breathless Lucas was you know an incredible editor because he is a storyteller um, and he understands it. And then I've, we've got Troy on on editing this one, and I'm so excited. I'm really excited to sit down with Troy, and just because he's just such a good dude, and he's a good mate of mine. Just and what I figured out is I'm going to spend time doing these projects. So why not sit down with some of the best guys I know as mates and learn yourself and learn, but also just to you respect like, those people and their opinions as well. Completely, yeah. completely, creatively. But I, as I said, like. Um, I get to sit down with a, with one of my best mates and do some of the stuff that I love to do, and we're going to create something that's rad. So, um, 
it's just good to be able to do it together. That's that's a big thing I was saying before, like the community, like the journey together. Like we've me and Eff are massive. Uh, we're so mm. thankful for what you and Evan and everyone's done for this podcast. You know what I mean? But it's great to see everyone get involved and supporting. And it's, when you go on a ride with someone that you respect and like, uh, you know, you've got a like deep affinity to, like it's so much so much better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I got a um, well. That's the whole. I guess the whole as you walk through the door there's a little life is a collaborative dream and that's off the old John Lennon quote you know where you know um, was that your doing oh yeah that's that's all I guess it's all mine but um, yeah Lennon you know Lennon said that like uh, like a dream dreamt alone is a dream and a dream dreamt by two is a reality basically um that's that's not actual quote, but it's nearly that, it's, it's nearly that quote from uh, Into the Wild at the end. Um, Happiness only real when shared. When yeah. shared, yeah. That's right. So, I mean, as I said, like that, you've got it. You guys are doing a podcast. You could have done it with, you know, or you might have picked someone who's perhaps going to get this thing further along, and you hated the time doing it, but you, you do it with your best mate. It's it's a win win. Time well spent. Like I said, time well spent. What was the feeling, Willie, when you sold? You, you like people don't know that you sold the big art piece tonight, dude. That must have been cool. Like, great. Feeling. Yeah, it was exciting. Uh, the, the Can you let people know what happened? Bit of the story. Yeah. Um. So the 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 biggest piece of the night was a collaborative piece. I took a photograph of um, some wild horses in Iceland. Um, Which is topical from last week's podcast with Josh Smith, who's oh, yep. pursuing that, you know, Iceland. Yes, that's right. Yeah, we, we're going to have a, uh, a, a nice in-depth discussion about that. <laughs> um, and that was one of the last days. I remember the shot. I remember taking a few of them of these beautiful horses um, and climbing fences. And yeah, I, don't know if you, I don't know if you saw the video next door, but... Um, one of my buddy, the buddy I travelled with, he's, he's always like he's just. I'm always trying to get the shot, so I'm, I'm miles down the road, or as I said, climbing horse fences and and getting in these positions. And these two beautiful horses stood there, and um, and then finally enough, when Susie, I said, Susie, pick one of the images that you want to, in, uh, you know, that's going to inspire your work. And as our collaborative piece, piece, and she was sitting at, at one of the local cafes, Zuby cafes. And we were sitting there together, and she's like, "I picked one last night." And then she looked out, and outside were these two horses that um, that travel there, you know, uh, every now and then. And they sit yeah. there and they feed and they get a coffee. And yeah. she goes, "That's just confirmed what I want. Yeah. I want to use the two horse the horse pictures picture." And um, I said, "Sweet, that's great." Um, so she went off and painted her own interpretation of that photograph, and we went, we sold them together as a as a dual piece tonight. Um, to an art lover, I guess, and and yeah, it went off, which for me was, as I said, the best part of the night. Because, well, icing on the of. cake, isn't it? Like yeah, that. well, it, I did say that tonight. Yeah. Everything here has been the cake, and then having having anything for sale and anything that people doing is, is is the icing. Dude, as a participant of tonight, like, thank you, you know, for for hearing about, um, you know, people talk candidly about uh, domestic violence. Hearing uh, about Mary's house, hearing about um, the no, not hearing about it, being a part of the community, the collective tonight. How good was he? You know, uh, and, and um, it's like uh, there is something, um, something that runs through people, um, especially in this collective, this community. There's that, good out there. There's yeah, good out there. It just like even listening to you speak and listening to what you're doing, like there's something so positive about it, and it's a nice removed from that day-to-day bullshit. So someone listening to this might be running on a treadmill or sitting in traffic, you know what I mean? It's so refreshing to see one of my friends who is um, just putting himself out there and just making an absolute difference. Like, it's amazing and well done and thank you. Thanks, man. Yeah, um, it does play off the the title of the the work, Insignificance. As I said, the, the landscape of Iceland made me feel in a good way, positive way, like insignificant, that that nature is our god. You know, um, it is. It controls everything. It controls us. Um, but that we have to make use of our time here. You know, between life, between death, and I think the the use. Unpack of, that a bit. What do you mean? Make use of our time. Like, we, you, what does it mean for you when you wake up? Make use of your time. What well, does you've it got mean? to spend your time doing something. Um, so you can either spend your time in, in in a field of love, or you can or hate. You can spend it in a time of despair, or you can you forgive. Um, 
and it, they're all choice and that's the thing life's either reaction or it's choice and I heard that on a podcast um, not long ago and it really made me think and it's like it really is you either react to things all the time or you make a choice to be something or do something um, and, and at the moment I guess I come from, uh, as I said, two loving parents. They're not together, but they're, they're legends, you know. Um, and providing an opportunity, and they've offered me the, the, what I've, I guess, is, is instilled is a something in you. Yeah, I, th- I think just the opportunity to, to search and, and and to discover. I think um, inspiration. I, I found out on the road. Definitely, I found myself. Um, I, when I was out on my own doing my own thing in other countries you know in nature I found a lot about myself so it's it's just take, being able to use as I said coming from privilege and that is privilege uh, and it really is you know being mm-hmm. able to, to to pursue these pursue, freedoms pursue happiness with yeah. someone that supports it as well that's right like and, and at the end of the day like we're, we, I think we all come from these realms um, so I think, as you said, to spend your time—it's it's our duty to, to put our that effort into supporting others who don't have that opportunity. And I think um, the fact that I get to create art or whatever it is it is, photos or music or, or films or whatever it is that we're doing—you know—that's a gift. And that's a, but that's that's not something I have control of. That's that's a universal gift. So use that, enjoy that, spend time in that. That's my time. I get to choose that spending time in that but I also get to choose what that affects and uh, and I choose to affect people in a positive way I want to evoke strong emotion I want to evoke it's change and action complete choice and and as I said my choice is to is to help people that that need help my choice Just is don't to don't have a voice yeah, yeah I mean it, it's and it's to also look at it in a little bit of a different light too like I you know, I think you know. There's the there's the whole thing about donating to charity, and there's the whole thing about actually looking at what the charity does and saying, mm. "Can I do something different yep. and help yeah. it in a different way?" Um, I think both are worthwhile, but I just choose to to get involved in a more, I guess, heavier light because I have the opportunity. Um, and at the end of the day, like you've got to look, you've got to be grateful for those opportunities. I, I've loved this uh, episode because it's for individuals who've uh, chosen one to pursue passion and to pursue passion to serve others like um, for people listening like what a great way to spend an hour of your day you know to listen to these people who don't just talk the talk they they live it you know what I mean and with the host with the most we want to get you back out there because it's wrapping up tonight we thank you so much for your time dude today where can people check out some stuff about the film and all of that at the moment Uh, at the moment uh, it's at this could be anywhere global on Instagram or the hashtag this could be anywhere global um, or just my Instagram at uh, at the stampede trial or at www.thestampedetrial.com dude and you're an ambassador for the happiness compass which we're stoked on uh, dude for, when can they get a soft sort of release of this film have they you got an idea uh, the film uh, the soft release of the film I, oh, well, I think we'll go pretty hard rather than soft um, <laughs> the, the content there's nothing soft about it yeah, yeah. that so, I know we're wrapping it up, but what is it like, like in the editing suite, like the content of the film? That must be confronting. You know what I mean? Mate, while we were, while we were filming, most of the guys on set, a lot of guys on set, guys and girls, needed to take five minutes after, it, like if we call cut. The actors, even guys running sound, they're just like, dude, I need five minutes. Like this is fucking intense. Like I can't. I need. I need five. And and you got to be. You got to be mindful of that because. You don't know people's backgrounds. It's very hidden. But mm. at the same time, the content and, and just seeing... As I said, it's not a physical violence film. It's not It's not mum beating dad or it's not um, dad beating mum, which is the more prevalent case. It's the psychological impact on the family unit, mm-hmm. which is more powerful, I think. And I've had conversations tonight with some beautiful women who have come from those those areas. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're like... Some of them are saying that, that the psychological is more effective than the mm-hmm. physical because they, they feel so manipulated and controlled. Mm-hmm. So we've we've touched in that or touched on that on the film and it's well I shouldn't say touch, we've certainly gone deep on that in an very much an onion layer effect. And I think in in the short amount of time that we shot, um, there's a lot in it. There's a lot of there's there's a lot going on and I th- I'd um, I'm looking forward to seeing what what happens to to the audience mm-hmm. after that because, as I said, it's it's not a feel good topic. 
Um, and but uh, you know, at the end of the day, we're still looking for for you know thinking about that, think looking about for plenty of support. So, like I said, the website's going to launch on Monday, uh, thestampertrial.com, and um, any of the works that weren't sold here at the exhibition tonight um, will be on sale on the, online. And if anyone out there wants to support a project that's supporting um, you know families, women especially um, of DV, then um, get over to the site and, and purchase some works. So for anyone who contributes to, to people's lives like Willie's doing, for caseworkers, like, keep doing what you're doing and thank you. And, and when we watch something like this art you're creating, I, I guess I, I'm going to act on it. Like, I want my friends... It's hard to... It's not hard. It's about exactly what you said, taking action. Doing you know, something. And doing and we'll something. put links up on all the socials to Willie's stuff. Dude, thank you for letting us record tonight, man. It's been unreal and it's been... It's been a real eye-opener as well, to dude, be fair. We're super proud yeah, of you. Well dude, we're stoked yeah, on you, and we can't wait for the film to come out, dude. Thanks Thank for you. being here, boys. Peace! Thank you.